Welcome to another edition of the Under the Jersey podcast. I am Alex Henry and I am your host. And I'm very, very excited for today's episode. Um, I'm bringing to you guys an Oklahoma State football player um, in his first few seasons with the team. He's brought on an incredible impact on the defensive side of the ball. Um, He's a local Oklahoma guy, um, just a really, really great all-around person. It's going to be none other than Trace Ford. Um, But before we do get into that, uh, we are going to have a couple more interviews coming as well. Um, We are in the works with an interview with C.J. Moore, who is a wide receiver from Washington State University, um, formerly at Oklahoma State, and he transferred up to Washington State. Um, So expect that to be on the way soon. Uh, We're also working more into our 2021 NFL Drafts breakdown series. So there are some more episodes of that coming. We're going to finish the AFC here pretty soon. Um, I am going to have a couple of guests join me throughout that. Um, So be expecting a couple people to come and make an appearance on some of those episodes. Um, And then lastly, really, um, is the opportunity that is here on the horizon with Walter Picks, the AI sports betting company that I am going to be working for and covering the Houston Texans for um, as a content creator coming this fall. Um, We've got some meetings starting next week, so I'm really, really excited to get started with that. But I don't want to go on any further and take away from this interview, so let's get to the interview with Trace Ford. I would now like to welcome on a man who has made an incredible impact on the field in his first two seasons at Oklahoma State, is a two-time All-Big 12 honorable mention, a first-team All-Academic Big 12 award winner, and the 2019 Russell Okung Award winner for Oklahoma State's best newcomer. It is none other than Trace Ford. Trace, how are you, man? It is good to see you. Good to hear from you. How are we feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good, sir. Doing good. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing well myself. I We talked a little bit before we got going about, I think, just the overall excitement that I know I was feeling um, watching some old Oklahoma State defensive highlights from last season. There's, there's so many positive things, I think, to take away from last year. Um, what is What was kind of your experience like? being on that team, going through that, the COVID season, even, um, what was that, what was last season like, um, just kind of as a whole? Uh, I mean, unpredictable, I could say is like the, the go-to word for that. I mean, we had our ups and downs all season. I mean, obviously I feel like it would have been a lot different if COVID didn't impact our team, but I think just with a lot of people going out and then like the chemistry wasn't always there, but it was still a very fun season, say at least, especially with the defense turning up like they did the past two years and just still going up. I think I think COVID didn't really affect us that much. I agree with you. I I think one thing that I appreciated a lot about this past 2020 team was it seemed like everybody was incredibly resilient um, through all of the ups and downs, through all of the injuries, through all of the COVID-related issues. It the energy was always there and it never 
it never was lacking, um, depending who was on the field in what scenario. Um, and you play a particularly special role, I think, on the defense. You play kind of a unique position um, called the Leo, where you're like an outside linebacker, an edge, a defensive end, and an inside linebacker all in one. So you really, it looks like you play a lot of different positions. Um, is that something that you've sort of embraced over your time at Oklahoma State is being a jack of all trades? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's perfect. I I begin, I didn't think I was a, so I'm considered as like a DN technically. And uh, so that kind of had me kind of scared going in. Cause I was like, wow, like I'm not big, you know, I'm not big enough. I'm not going to be able to do what they want me to do. But that's what's so nice about the position I'm at is like, I, like me, for example, I'm 230. I play at 230, but then Brock Martin, who's another Leo, will play at 250. And so it just really, it's a really, it's a wide variety of what you can do there. And I love it. So I can line up a DN, linebacker, drop, come off the edge. I think it's the best position on defense. My what is your favorite thing to do out of the Leo position? <laughs> pass rush, of course. Pass yeah. rush? Yeah, it's definitely the move. It's pass rushing. So has that always been what has been your favorite part of football is getting after the quarterback, um, getting after blockers? Because you played both ways in high school. Uh, you caught some passes and you played, well, not played, you terrorized defenses in high school, um, defenses and offenses, I guess. Um, was that something that you were thinking about maybe doing once you got to Oklahoma State or was it, no, I want to go after the quarterback and I want to hit people? I want to play. I don't care what position it is, what I do, I want to be on that field. So whatever they put me at, I was going to be fine with. I, I I'd love to hear it. That's a per that's a perfect answer for somebody, I think, in your position, too, who plays that Leo position because you are asked to do so many things. You know, you're asked to to set the edge on like an outside zone or you're asked to get to the passer um, out of like a nickel base set to where you're able to move around and kind of have a little bit of freedom. Does the Oklahoma State defense allow you to have that freedom? Is that kind of something that you're seeing based on what maybe the offense is going to come out in based on where you position yourself? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for the most part, yeah. So our plays are kind of designed to where everyone has their specific roles and jobs. And then I kind of, I'm kind of like the leader, not the leader, but like more of a, I tell the, the front what's going on. So everyone behind me has their own what they're doing, and then I decide based off the play what we're going to do in the front. And so I'll decide off of that and make the call, and we'll, we'll run it from there. So it sounds like you really have a lot of responsibility when it comes to playing defense at Oklahoma State. Is that something you welcome? Oh, yeah, especially with our defensive coordinator, Coach Knowles. I mean, he's just like – he's a genius. He's brilliant. The way he explains football, talks about football – I mean, it, it makes you want to carry the responsibility. It, it makes you really excited to carry the responsibility. So, yeah, I'm, I've definitely embraced the responsibility and the load I have with it. Well, and I think that even that really started to show, too, I think down the stretch of last season to where you started to get on a roll a little bit towards that towards the end of the year. Things started coming together, getting more pressures, getting to the quarterback, and then Baylor. So what – can you walk us through a little bit of what you went through um, in that Baylor game? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it started out to be one of the best, like, best football days of my life, you know. Like, first play of the game, I had a strip sack, you know. I was just feeling myself all game. I felt like best I have all season. I was just feeling really confident. And then, I don't know, I made an inside cut. One of the linemen got low, one one of the tackle got high, and my leg just, I heard it, and I, I just knew instantly. My so that was, it was like a, a no-doubter, you knew. Yeah, sadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the saddest thing I think that can ever happen in sports. Um, you No matter who you root for, you never want to see anybody get injured in any capacity. Um, and I do wish I do wish you the best in your recovery, and I, I hope it's going well. Um, what was it kind of like? Did uh, did your teammates rally around you and pick your spirits up and kind of embrace you, or was it something that you dealt with more with your family, kind of on your own? No, uh, definitely a team event. I mean, I have a picture uh, like when it happened. Someone like captured a picture. I'm like on the ground and like the whole defense, like even the offensive players are on the field. Like you have everyone surrounding me. And that picture was like, it, it was on my lock screen for months after it happened and stuff, just because like, it just really gave me like the courage to like get through it. Cause like, obviously I never really tore anything. I mean, I've broken bones and stuff. So it was a big mental thing for me. It was more mental than physical for me. It still is. It was more about, wow, like you're not invincible. What are you going to do? How you, what do you, is there a life after football? You know, so a lot of questions are coming and the whole team to this day is still behind my back. Like never see me limping. Hey man, you, you sure you okay? Like they're always there. I mean, it's a great thing to have, especially also with my family. It's been a whole, whole group matter. Everyone's there for me. For sure. It's incredible to hear that you've, that you've got your teammates support. I, I imagine that that makes it all the more special to go out and, want to go put the cowboy uniform back on this fall and go get back after it um where are you in your in the stage of your recovery process i mean we're we're sitting here in the middle of july um camp starts here before too long what what do you think is going to come out of you this fall uh same old i mean if not more i mean i don't expect to miss a beat i mean obviously i'm not 100 percent right now but I'm working on it. I'm working on it really hard every day, going to PT, getting right. So hopefully by the time fall camp is back, I'll be 100% be able to get my reps in. And then once Big 12 starts, I'll be able to terrorize some offenses. I love to hear it. How is uh, how's your physical therapy gone? It's going really well. I mean, I'm pretty much cleared. I mean, it's, I'm healthy. Just, you know, the little things like mobility, stabilization, stuff like that. So I'm really just focusing on now. It's more stretching, just more stuff like that. The recovery. I remember, much there. I remember I went to, um, I had ankle surgery in December and I, I remember doing physical therapy and there, I, I got to see a lot of athletes while I was in there. And something that really struck me was that, you know, a lot of the recovery was based on the physical side of things. But I think what often goes overlooked is the mental aspect of the recovery. Um, can you kind of paint a picture of what that has been like for you? Dark. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure plenty of athletes know what I'm talking about, or plenty of people who tore their ACL. It just a lot is demanded on you, you know. A lot of come on every day. It's like full go, like trying to get you back as soon as possible, you know. Just 
a lot of like pressure of, are you going to be the same? Like in my head, at least, am I going to be the same athlete that I was before I tore my ACL? You know, there was a bunch of nights where I kind of just like, it was like more dark, more sad, just because I was just so much thought process on the whole injury. So it's, it's been a long ride. It's been lots of ups and downs for sure. I can definitely imagine the, the struggle that you were going through too, because you, you've gotten better each year that you've been at Oklahoma State. And I mean, people really are starting to take notice and recognize that there's a force here to be reckoned with. And then it's like, bam, right, at, right as things get to going, we, we hit a setback. But I think that's, that's more of a life lesson in a way, really, because I think there's oftentimes when life knocks you down and you have to get back up. Yes. And I think for you, this is one of those opportunities that you're going to be able to prove that not to other people, but to yourself, I think mm -hmm. is the biggest thing that you're able to do. Um, is that something that you are setting out to do this fall? Oh yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of downs, but there's also a bunch of ups and this, this gave me a great outlook on life. Like this whole process and injury just gave me a whole outlook on not only just football, not only just on the field, but more maturity wise, like, wow. Okay. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? And then, so it just gave me a lot more maturity off the field, which is going to help me on the field, you know, be more responsible, do the little things right, be more grateful that I'm on the field at all. Cause watching spring balls sucked, you know, watching them practice, mm -hmm. do it, how to watch. So it's kind of like, a lot more learning, you know, watching the players do what they do, learning from them, learning, watching Brock get off, see how he does it. So it was a lot more mental. And I think that helped me incredibly. Does it give you a little bit more of maybe an appreciation, like a different perspective um, when you're on the sidelines, as opposed to being out there going through spring ball? Um, what kind of like, what kind of shift in perspective does that give you? Uh, I mean, it's more of like, the coaching aspect, I guess. It's more like you're in class, you're learning, you know, it's not like, it's just a lot more of like mental learning. I don't know how to explain Rather that. than just going out and doing, you're actually yeah. taking a step back and thinking about the process of why you're doing it and how you're doing it. Did that allow you to kind of say, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this because I, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this guy use this sort of move, okay. I'm seeing him use that over and over and it's working. Is that something I can incorporate into, into my arsenal? Um, because I mean, as you watch tape and, and I watched most of the 2020 season last night um, of the defensive snaps at least, and it, it really does, it gets better and better every game. And it really doesn't matter what unit is out there, what guys are out there. And we even talked a little bit before, um, the interview as well about the three the three guys that um your defense is going to be replacing um and the three that came to mind it seems like there's one at each level there's a defensive lineman a linebacker and a safety or um, a defensive back I'm sorry so you guys are replacing Radarius, Amon, and Cam Murray how do you think uh you guys are going to fill those holes on defense is it younger guys who are going to step up or is it guys who we've already seen, but are just going to play some different roles? Uh, both, both, both. We have a bunch of incoming guys that are really making progress. They came early in spring ball. They're looking really good. Defense, defensive line wise, I don't think there's no, I mean, 
Cam's going to be missed, obviously, but our defensive line's really matured, more responsible than ever. I mean, we've lost no one else on the D-line except him. Uh, so it's pretty much everyone from my freshman year, my sophomore year, but now it's my junior year. So it's everyone's same click. I mean, I feel like we'll be more of like the the older guys on the team this year compared to the last couple of years. Linebacker-wise, we got Devin Harper, who is an absolute freak on the field. Eamon's going to be another tough, tough loss, but with Coach Knowles' defense and a player like Devin Harper, I mean, it's going to be hard to, like, lose a lot, you know. He's really gifted as well. Absolutely, and I think that may be one thing that, you know, as we from the other side look ahead at this Oklahoma State football season, I think that's one thing that people are overlooking is the quality experience on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, we're, we lost a few significant contributors, but across the board, there's really, there's really not any holes as you look at this defense. And that's something that excites me, I know, as an Oklahoma State football fan. And I know it excites you um, since you're going to be a part of that defense this fall. Um, I'm, just, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about something besides football. Um, so did you, so you played baseball in high school. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Yes. Okay. Did you ever, so I played baseball as well. Um, did you ever think that that was a possibility for you? I know the, I know the MLB draft was just a couple of days ago. And I think that's what makes me think of it now. Um, Cause there's guys, you know, that have, been two sport athletes at one point um, and then have really excelled in both, but have had to choose. Did you ever have that sort of moment where you were like, okay, maybe there's a future in both. Do I have to choose? Yeah. I mean, between like, between us, I mean, football wasn't really my love. It was more of like, I play sports and I'm competitive. So my parents made me play and I just went out and played in seventh grade and kind of, you know, I was, mm-hmm. football's my true love, you know, so I always thought right. baseball was going to be where I landed, you know, in high school, I had some people looking at me, obviously, when I started getting football offers, you had all the school, all those football schools saying, hey, we want you to play baseball here too, so I didn't know if it was genuine or not, uh, I truly don't think my baseball career is over, I don't, interesting, I don't think, I mean, I still want to, I still hit in the cages once, awesome, twice. It's good to hear. So stay, stay just in case, you know, I just, I don't think it's over yet. I don't think, I don't think my talent is, I think I'm good enough to continue playing one day if I can. And I hope I can. So you could go into like a reverse Brandon Whedon situation to where you go play football first. And then once you're done playing football, you're like, oh, I'm going to pick up this old baseball over here and, and go throw it 90 miles an hour from the mound and go make a couple million doing that. That would, uh, that sounds like a pretty nice little gig there. Uh, so what position did you play in baseball? Uh, I was a relief pitcher and I played outfield. Okay. Okay. See, I pitched as well. And I think if I, if I would have done anything, it, it would have had to be pitch at a really, really small school. Cause I did not throw very hard at all. And like good teams hit me pretty hard. So it was just not, not a recipe for success. Um, getting into stuff like this was a lot a lot more my speed. Um, but you talked about your, you said something about your parents um, making you play sports. You have eight siblings. Is that correct? Yes. Nine. Yeah. Oh, 
what like what was that like man like how is that because i i i have the one brother i have jake and like <laughs> i'm thinking of like if i had if there was like seven or eight more of jake i don't know how i would have done it it was uh it was fun it was it was hectic there's a lot of hate but there's a lot of love you know just Never really, like, never had, like, my own room my whole life, you know? Like, I grew up kind of, like, and like, sleeping on the couch in my brother's room. Like, I never really had my own bed, you know? And, like, I didn't even think about that until I got to college. Like, I didn't think, wow, I needed my own room. Like, I got my own room in college, and I was like, wow, like, privacy. This like, is I, really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I never really thought about it, never really cared about it. Just always never was bored. There was never a boring moment. If I ever want to do anything, I could just sit up, like ask my brother or sister to go play kickball or go outside, go fish or something. And we'll do it. So, I mean, it was great. It was amazing. You know, I didn't think of it that way, um, that you would never be bored, that there'd always be something to do. Um, but I imagine like growing in, growing up in a big family, um, it gives you that sense of community. And I think it, I think that translates over to football. Um, would you agree with me? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Okay. What, what would you say the biggest thing you learned um, from growing up in, in a big family? What would that be? Just love-hate relationships. Just being able to be the bigger person sometimes. I, I feel like it just matured me a lot more. I mean, I had to take, I had to step up when my parents, I mean, because I'm not the only one that plays sports. All my, all my little sisters play softball competitively. My older brother played baseball competitively. So there was times where my mom and dad, my mom would go to Kansas and my dad would be in Alabama for softball tournaments. And that means, I mean, no one had time to like, and my other sister had work, you know, and so I had to watch my nephew or my sister or something. It, it, it just helped me grow up a little faster, you know, just being more mature, taking care of my, my little siblings and getting them where they need to be. I think a lot of it. That's, a, that's, uh, that's pretty admirable, um, you know, seeing – seeing and hearing about you take on that sort of mature um, kind of fatherly role almost in a way um, sort of guidance role to where you're kind of you're kind of having to parent sometimes just because there's so many of you your parents can only be in one place at one time you know so I uh, I, I do admire you for that um, that's really interesting what is some what are uh, what are some of the things that we can find Trace Ford doing outside of sacking quarterbacks? Uh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty, which one? Uh, Modern Warfare, Warzone. Okay. Player. okay. Yeah. Plenty of that. I'm a gamer. A little Minecraft. Uh, I fish a lot. I'm addicted to fishing. Really? Go to thing. Oh, awesome. Okay. Are you guys getting out in Stillwater and going fishing? Mm -hmm. I've been going like every day this summer. I mean, outside of workouts, not much you can do. Still water. Over. Right. That's, that's yeah, pretty cool, man. You and Spencer, because I know Spencer is an outdoors guy. He's a big duck hunter. Um, I didn't know if y'all had gone out and fished together. You guys have, uh, we there? have not, we have not. I fished with a bunch of the defensive dudes. I have, I have yet to go fishing with Spencer. But okay. He likes that stuff too. I've cleaned some ducks with them. Really? Brent Cassidy. Uh, okay. Okay. Who's got the Who's got the best uh, Who's the best fisherman out of the out of the defensive guys that you go with? Uh, definitely Tyron Irby, number ninety one. Really? He's okay. very 
very into that. Very into how's, how's his recovery going? Uh, he's better than me right now. I mean, he's he's about 100%. He's looking really yeah. good. So you guys are going to be fully loaded. Everybody should be healthy and capable. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Oh, that's that that makes me so excited. Because, um, I mean, the years when the Oklahoma State defense is really, really good, it just I, – I, I like defense. I've, I like scouting offense and um, thinking like a quarterback and all that, but I can really appreciate good defensive play. And I think you, we can expect that out of you guys this year. Um, and I think you too, you know, I think those two all big 12 honorable mentions are probably in the back of your mind a little bit saying like, man, I need to, I want to go get a first team all conference, you know, is that, is that sort of a goal you have for this upcoming season or is it more of just, I want to get back on the field. I just want to play. What kind of, what kind of goals are you setting for yourself? Uh, you know, I feel like the first two years, freshman, sophomore year, I had like more of like personal goals. I mean, my goal was to like be first team All-American mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore year. And getting honorable mention and like tearing my ACL kind of had me thinking. And I feel like I'm just too, I mean, I'm more of like a, I want to win. I want to, I want to beat OU. I want to win a big 12. Those are my goals this year. I want to, I want to beat OU and I want to win. I, that's what I, whatever it takes to win, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. That's the goal. That is that. That's the absolute best answer. Um, Cause realistically, I mean, that's, that's the path to the big 12 title game is through Norman. That's how it's been the last few years. And that's the way it's going to continue to go unless these Cowboys come change it, which I think, I have a feeling that there's a really good chance this year with the guys that you guys have coming back on the defensive side of the ball, the weapons on offense. Um, we didn't even talk about Brennan Presley, who is just, he, he, he made like, he just is so exciting. And Jake always comes back and tells me like, he's the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life. He's like, I don't know anybody that has ever said a bad word about Brennan Presley. And that just makes you like getting to getting to hear that about Brennan or getting to sit down and talk to you and the things that the things that Jake has said to me about you. He's spoken very highly of you. It makes it makes it so much more enjoyable to root for the guys that you actually know out there that are good guys and and pretty cool off the field and are just normal guys like you and I. So. I thank you tremendously for coming on. This has been a lot of fun, Trace. I I hope we can do this again sometime. And I wish you the absolute best in your recovery. I hope it's going well. It sounds like it is. And I will be counting down the days until you get to go destroy some Big 12 quarterbacks this year. I think... uh, I think that number seven guy for OU, I I think he needs like a couple. Well, it'll, it'll happen. I think he needs like one or two good licks, and maybe he, three. Yeah. Maybe three. Maybe three. If we're if we're feeling if we're feeling really serious. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Trace. I appreciate it so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Alrighty, and that was our interview with Trace Ford. 
big, big shout out to Trace uh, for coming on and joining us. And I hope everything uh, continues to go well in his recovery. And he is back this fall um, doing what he did last year um, and even to another level because I believe that there definitely is that capability. Um, if you've watched any Oklahoma State football and you followed them the past few seasons, you know about Trace Ford um, and you know the kind of potential that he brings on the field. Um, and I hope this was a good opportunity to showcase uh, the kind of person that he is off the field, which is a great one, um, in my opinion, from our short conversation um, and then from everything that I've heard um, from guys on the team, people around um, Oklahoma State football. Um, it's all good things. Um, and I'm really, really grateful to have the opportunity to be able to communicate with these athletes and get in touch with them and sit them down and pick their brain and just cut it up. That's really what this is all about. And that's what this is going to be about going forward because this is what I like doing. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be on the lookout. We're going to be, I think, pretty hot with the content coming soon. Um, it's going to pick up. I mean, NFL camp starts pretty soon. Um, I think it's about two months away until training camp starts for the NFL. Um, and then fall camp is right around the corner for college football too. So things are going to be getting into high gear, uh, no doubt, but I think I'm ready for it. Um, last football season was weird. Um, you could dub it the COVID year, and a lot of things changed from then to now, but I think they are going in the right direction, as with this Oklahoma State defense. So this was another great episode, a uh, great interview. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if there is if there is a guest or two you would like to see on, um, or if you are listening and you would like to come on and share your story, um, don't hesitate. DM um, DM me, and we can get something set up. But that is going to be all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in to the Under the Jersey podcast. I will see you guys next time.